Section 17 of The Evolution of Modern Medicine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Evolution of Modern Medicine by Sir William Osler. Section 17. Chapter 3. Medieval Medicine, Astrology and Divination at this period astrology which included astronomy was everywhere taught in the governance of princes or private of privates translated by james young fourteen twenty two there occurs a statement as galleon the lull wise lech saith and isidore the greek clerk hit witnesses that a man may not perfectly can the sciences and craft of medicine but yet he be an astronomer we have seen how the practice of astrology spread from Babylonia and Greece throughout the Roman Empire. It was carried on into the Middle Ages as an active and aggressive cult, looked upon askance at times by the church, but countenanced by the courts, encouraged at the universities, and always by the public. In the curriculum of the medieval university, astronomy made up with music, arithmetic, and geometry the quadrivium, in the early faculties astronomy and astrology were not separate and at bologna in the early fourteenth century we meet with a professorship of astrology one of the duties of this salaried professor was to supply judgments gratis for the benefit of inquiring students a treacherous and delicate assignment as that most distinguished occupant of the chair at bologna seco de escoli found when he was burned at the stake in 1357, a victim of the Florentine Inquisition. Roger Bacon himself was a warm believer in judicial astrology and in the influence of the planets, stars, and comets on generation, disease, and death. Many of the stronger minds of the Renaissance broke away from the fathers of the subject. Thus Cornelius Agrippa, in reply to the request of a friar to consult the stars on his behalf, says, Judicial astrology is nothing more than the fallacious guess of superstitious men who have founded a science on uncertain things and are deceived by it. So think nearly all the wise. As such, it is ridiculed by some most noble philosophers. Christian theologians reject it, and it is condemned by sacred councils of the church. Yet you, whose office is to dissuade others from these vanities, oppressed or rather blinded by i know not what distress of mind flee to this as a sacred augur and as if there were no god in israel that you send to inquire of the god of ekron in spite of the opposition of the church astrology held its own many of the universities at the end of the fifteenth century published almanacs usually known as pronosticons and the practice was continued far into the sixteenth century i show you here an illustration rabelais you may remember when physician to the hotel de and leon published almanacs for the year fifteen thirty three fifteen thirty five fifteen forty one fifteen forty six in the title page he called himself doctor of medicine and professor of astrology and they continued to be printed under his name until fifteen fifty six in the preparation of these he must have had his tongue in cheek as in the famous pantagruline pronostication in which to satisfy the curiosity of all good companions he had turned over all the archives of the heavens 
calculated the quadratures of the moon hooked out all that has ever been thought of by the astrophils hypernephilus anemophilates uranopets and ombrophoria and felt on every point with empedocles even physicians of the most distinguished reputation practiced judicial astrology jerome cardin was not above earning money by casting horoscopes and on this subject he wrote one of his most popular books de supplemento almanac etc fifteen forty three in which astronomy and astrology are mixed in the truly medieval fashion he gives in it some sixty-seven nativities remarkable for the events they foretell with an exposition one of the accusations brought against him was that he had attempted to subject to the stars the lord of the stars and cast our saviour's horoscope cardin professed to have abandoned a practice looked upon with disfavour both by the church and by the universities but he returned to it again and again i show here his own horoscope that remarkable character michael servetus the discovery of the lesser circulation when a fellow student with vesalius at paris gave lectures upon judicial astrology which brought him into conflict with the faculty and the rarest of the servetus works rarer even than the christianisme restitutio is the apologetica di septiato pro astrologia one copy of which is in the bibliothèque nationale nor could the new astronomy and the acceptance of the heliocentric views dislocate the popular belief the literature of the seventeenth century is rich in astrological treatises dealing with medicine no one has ever poured such satire upon the mantic arts as did rabelais in chapter twenty five of the third book of pantagruel panergie goes to consult her trippa the famous cornelius agrippa whose opinion of astrology has already been quoted but who nevertheless as court astrologer to louise of savoy had a great contemporary reputation after looking panorge in the face and making conclusions by metoposcopy and physiognomy he casts his horoscope segundum artum then taking a branch of tamarisk a favorite tree from which to get the divining rod he names some twenty-nine or thirty mantic arts from pyromancy to necromancy by which he offers to predict his future while full of rare humor this chapter throws an interesting light on the extraordinary number of modes of divination that have been employed small wonder that panorge repented of his visit i show here the title page of a popular book by one of the most famous of the english astrological physicians nicholas culpepper never was the opinion of sensible men on this subject better expressed than by sir thomas brown nor do we hereby reject or condemn a sober and regulated astrology we hold there is more truth therein than in astrologers in some more than many allow yet in none so much as some pretend we deny not the influence of the stars but often suspect the due application thereof for though we should affirm that all things were in all things that heaven were but earth celestified and earth but heaven terrestified of that each part above had an influence upon its divided affinity below yet how to single out these relations and duly to apply their actions 
is a work oft times to be affected by some revelation and Kabbalah from above rather than any philosophy or speculation here below as late as sixteen ninety nine a thesis was discussed at the paris faculty whether comets were harbingers of disease and in seventeen o seven the faculty negatived the question propounded in a thesis whether the moon had any sway on the human body the eighteenth and nineteenth centuries saw among intelligent men a progressive weakening of the belief in the subject but not even the satire of swift with his practical joke in predicting and announcing the death of the famous almanac maker nor contemptuous neglect of the subject of late years sufficed to dispel the belief from the minds of the public garth in the dispensary sixteen ninety nine satirizes the astrological practitioners of his day the sage in velvet chair here lolls at ease to promise future health for present fees then as from tripod solemn sham reveals and what the stars know nothing of foretell canto two the almanacs of moore and zadkiel continue to be published and remain popular in london sandwich men are to be met with carrying advertisements of chaldeans and egyptians who offer to tell your fortune by the stars even in this country astrology is still practised to a surprising extent if one may judge from advertisements in certain papers and from publications which must have a considerable sale many years ago i had as a patient an estimable astrologer whose lucrative income was derived from giving people astral information as to the rise and fall of stocks it is a chapter in the vagaries of the human mind that is worth careful study let me commend to your reading the sympathetic story called a doctor of medicine and the rewards and fairies of kipling the hero is nicholas culpepper gentleman whose picture is here given one stanza of the poem at the end of the story our fathers of old may be quoted wonderful tales had our fathers of old wonderful tales of the herbs and the stars the sun was lord of the marigold basil and rocket belonged to mars pat as a sum in division it goes every plant had a star bespoke who but venus should govern the rose who but jupiter owned the oak simply and gravely the facts are told in the wonderful books of our fathers of old james j walsh of new york has written a book of extraordinary interest called the thirteenth greatest of centuries i have not the necessary knowledge to say whether he has made out his case or not for art and for literature there was certainly a great awakening and inspired by high ideals men turned with a true instinct to the belief that there was more in life than could be got out of barren scholastic studies with many of the strong men of the period one feels the keenest mental sympathy grostes the great clerk of lincoln as a scholar a teacher and a reformer represents a type of mind that could grow only in fruitful soil roger bacon may be called the first of the moderns certainly the first to appreciate the extraordinary possibilities which lay in a free and untrammelled study of nature a century which could produce men capable of building the gothic cathedrals may well be called one of the great epochs in history and the age that produced dante is a golden one in literature humanity has been the richer for st francis and abelard albertus and aquinas form a trio not easy to match in their special 
departments either before or after but in science and particularly in medicine and in the advance of an outlook upon nature the thirteenth century did not help man very much roger bacon was a voice crying in the wilderness and not one of the men i have picked out as specially typical of the period instituted any new departure either in practice or in science they were servile followers when not of the greeks of the arabians this is attested by the barrenness of the century and a half that followed one would have thought that the stimulus given by mundinus to the study of anatomy would have borne fruit but little was done in science during the two and a half centuries that followed the delivery of his lectures and still less in the art while william of wickham was building winchester cathedral and chaucer was writing the canterbury tales john of gaddesdon in practice was blindly following blind leaders whose authority no one dared question the truth is from the modern standpoint the thirteenth was not the true dawn brightening more and more unto the perfect day but a glorious aurora which flickered down again into the arctic night of medievalism to sum up in medicine the middle ages represent a restatement from century to century of the facts and theories of the greeks modified here and there by arabian practice there was in francis bacon's phrase much iteration small addition the schools bowed in humble slavish submission to galen and hippocrates taking everything from them but their spirit and there was no advance in our knowledge of the structure or function of the body the arabians lit a brilliant torch from grecian lamps and from the eighth to the eleventh centuries the profession reached among them a position of dignity and importance to which it is hard to find a parallel in history End of section seventeen.